Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The, the, the brothers are back in the building. Brother J in NYC and Brother L in the ATL. The, the, the Furthering Fathering Radio Show starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You ready? L- l- let's get the conversation started. I emphasize that if anyone is listening to this as a replay or listening to it live, Connect with furthering fathering. You will be encouraged. You will be edified. The 20, 30 minutes that we're on the radio chopping it up is nothing compared to the energy and the strength you will receive from men who love you just because you're a man. And then as they get to know you, they speak life to you, they challenge you, they affirm you, and they enable you to be powerful where you're needed, which is with your family. Brother Derek, you're saying hello. Not only, it's not only um, good for the child, but I think it's a mandate from God. Um, I think the heart of the Father belongs to men, and God has called us to be that for as many children as we can. So I don't echo everything you said. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that, and I think um, the call is for more men to embrace that truth so that we can begin to rebuild our community, our nation, one family at a time. Well, welcome to another Further and Farther and Radio show. I am your co-host, Brother L, coming to you live from the ATL. And on the other line, I got the host with the most. My partner in crime, Brother Jay. What up, Jay, from the NYC? How we doing, Doc? Oh, you know what I'm going to (laughs) say. I am excited (laughs) to be alive. Woo! Um, You know, relationship is everything, Bishop. It's everything. And you never know how what you do impacts others unless they tell you. That's true. <laughs> well, especially daughters, uh, uh, younger women we uh, that have been mentored or 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 we, we've spoken to or even spoken into us because you know there's upward motivation too. You know, uh, upward mentorship and motivation too. So you know, dads, you know, dads and daughters have that special connection. So, uh, right. but before we start, you know how we always do. We always go to our Heavenly Father, and it's apropos, since we're talking about a dynamic daughter of distinction, and if you don't know, we're talking about Kenesha Dennis, um, I'm going to go to Proverbs 31, uh, verse 24 to 26, from the Amplified, you know I like to amp, amp it up, amp, Amplified, so it reads as follows, she makes fine linen garments and sells them. And supplies sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She smiles at the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. 
She opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, giving counsel and instruction. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for relationship, for you are relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, And you speak to us recognizing the power of relationship. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for the special dance, uh, uh, father-daughter dance, as the conversation between fathers and daughters seemed to last and elevate to a higher level and degree of of speciality, of, of, of hope, of love, of joy, of connection, of security. I ask that you uh, watch over us as fathers, that we speak kindness into our daughters, and that our daughters grow up to be incredible women and dynamic daughters of distinction. We ask that you bless, because especially in the black community where there is doubt, we want them to know that black girls, black women can. Help us to encourage them. Help us to light their can-do, not just their candle, their can-do. Light a spark in them, Lord, because they, like our brother Colin said, choose the next generation of fathers. Bless this call. Bless this talk. Bless black black girls can, and bless Sister Kenesha Dennis. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Listen, Vision, uh, as always, man, you always set the stage real elegantly, mm-hmm. brother. Um, and, and I guess by that prayer, man, we already know what this conversation is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I would love um, to just introduce uh, Ms. Kanisha Dennis. She is the founder and CEO of Black Girls Can. Uh, we met in Queens, New York, uh, several years ago while she was mm-hmm. a counselor with PAL and her dream and her passion. Uh, we have seen it come to fruition. Kanisha, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that prayer. I already know, you know, where I'm walking into, what I'm walking into, so I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, yes. Sister, yes. Can, yeah, sister, yeah, sister Kenesha, I, 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 I wasn't as much at the PAL as Lamont was, which is, uh, mm-hmm. um, but you could tell the special connection that the counselors got from what was going on there, and there was a special spark that I saw in the eyes of the counselor, just as much as the children mm-hmm. who were there. So honestly, yeah. I am not shocked. That you are doing great, great, great things. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to you know, really, I have to really kind of note um, my time with um, Mr. Jones um, Lamont, just really being able to act as that mentor for me. So a big part of where we are today is because of his like tutelage, because of our conversations, and because even me working with. Um, the organization, as you know, um, being able to work on the organization in my graduate school program, and we'll probably get into it, but um, I think a lot of those conversations early on, years back, you know, are the reason, and that's what I say to other girls trying to start an organization, a woman-led organization. It's like, you know, seek mentorship, have those conversations, 
And so I, I resort back to our conversations often, you know what I mean? And that's really what provided the additional footing for me to be where I am today. So, you know, it's really a testament to, I think you guys spoke about it already, like that um, relationship building, being able to uh, be in the same room and share that um, level of understanding and seek guidance and tutelage and community, right? That's so important. And I had that years ago when I first met um, Brother Jones. And so I speak to, you know, moments like that as a true testament as to why, you know, today is possible beyond of course God serving as the ultimate almighty but um you know community is very important brother L well I'm humble <laughs> no I'm speechless <laughs> and humble and humble because you know you you really don't know you really don't know uh but you have to show up and you have to give the time and you know um case 101 for mentoring you you have to be consistent. So so Kanisha, thank you for those kind words. But let me let me ask you, as the founder and CEO of Black Girls Can, just tell us, uh, walk us through um, what the mission is, and uh, definitely share with us some of those great testimonials of the great work that you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so Black Girls Can. Inc. is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and so we work to foster the next generation of black girls' talent. And so that, current, that means we ensure that we're providing enrichment programs to high school and middle school girls um, that are seeking um, understanding enrichment in entrepreneurship and STEAM fields. So really ensuring that we're enlarging the footprint in STEAM fields, so that's science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And so we provide a number of free hands-on workshops that take place, whether it's during the school. We have a partnership with the Board of Education in New York City Public Schools, um, as well as working with D.C. Public Schools. Um, And so we offer these programs by way of free workshops in the school. Oftentimes we'll also run an enrichment eight-week-long program in the school as well. And so our curriculum is served as an after-school program. Um, Additionally, we provide trips throughout the year, and so we are currently located in the D.C. area and the New York City area. And so our our events are all free, right? Our intention is to ensure that all of our girls have access to life-changing opportunities, right? And so we really want to ensure that every girl, every black girl, every girl of color has access to – these life-changing resources that will really help them to dream big. And not only that, but unlock that curiosity, right? Oftentimes, um, we meet a lot of girls that say, you know, they didn't know they can do something or they just didn't see it as a possibility. And oftentimes, how you remove things not being a possibility is ensuring that you're providing those resources. And so how Black Girls Can really came about is that I had a lot of friends that were either working in the space of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, I even knew someone, I was currently working in the space, and I really, um, you know, worked with them on saying, you know what, I know so many girls that could, you know, really enjoy sitting down with you for a couple of minutes or learning more about what you do. How can we create a program? Can your company get on board? So really finding ways to be creative without having, like, little to no help and little to no money to do it. And so the more and more I realized, you know, the number the number of problems concerning girls and women in the African-American community, the more and more I began to build uh, essentially an ecosystem that creates resources around that to help alleviate and solve for those, um, those very things. 
And so that's ultimately our mission. That's what we stand for, and that's kind of how, you know, it came to be. I was always kind of working in the space, um, as um, Brother Al stated earlier. We met a couple years back um, working at PAL, so the Police Athletic League, and so that's an organization that's also free to the youth as well. That provides them um, athletic programs, arts programs, uh, academic enrichment programs to the youth, and it's an after-school program, and it's also summer camp and also on the weekends. And so I was actually a student of that program, and that's where I met two women that really changed my life. Um, they were my dance instructors at the time. Their names were Miss Good, um, but they've gotten married and so forth, so their last names have changed since. Um, but they really changed my life, and I said, you know what? They've empowered me so much. I want to be that for a girl when I get older. So I remember these women. I still speak to these women um, by way of social media. And so I always had that with me growing up. And I said, if I can ever be a vessel um, to help other young women um, coming up while being young, right, you don't have to reach a certain age. You don't have to get to a certain salary to help, right? You can do a little at a time. And so that was really my notion throughout college. And that's what I that's did. Right. Um, I became an AKA. Um, once I became an AKA, I started helping in the community from there. Once I graduated, I, that's where I actually met Brother Al. Um, and then from there, I just continued to invest in the community and then building a program around it. And that's essentially what built or birthed Black Girls Can. Powerful. Wow. That's powerful. Oh, I know that was a mouthful. <laughs> 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 um, that comes from somewhere. Uh, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, perusing uh, uh, the the website and looking at the the plethora of things you do, it comes from somewhere. And and you know, being charitable uh, comes is a is a love thing. And they say charity mm-hmm. begins at home. And mm-hmm. I know this. We talk about that father daughter dance. You know, it's not, I'm not talking about the event. I'm talking about the lifelong conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know that your dad has something to do with this. <laughs> has absolutely. something to do with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, let us let, talk about how dad influenced you to be the, 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 the Proverbs 31 woman that you are progressively come, becoming and even growing to, to, to that being your actual label, uh, a woman of virtue. Yeah, sure. I grew up in a household, um, a two-parent household. My parents are from Jamaica, so um, they we grew what up very. Um, pardon me. <laughs> oh. I said, "What you said?" I heard. Now I heard it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so you imagine the household, but I grew up in a very yeah. household. But my father was um, very wise, right? Like he'll say the simplest things, and it just it will just take me so far. Um, but we always acted with service, and we grew up in the church. My mom was a Sunday school teacher, and so my dad, I I would watch my dad every weekend go to his mother's house, and like just really my grandmother Pearl, Grandma Pearl. And he would, you know, just whatever she needed, he was there, like, um, you know, made sure he, the groceries were uh, tended to, her garden was tended to, like, anything she needed, um, he really assisted her in that way. So really became that uh, care provider so early on. And um, in my life, seeing that early on really touched me um, as a woman, but it showed me, like, you know, you know, 
acts of service are so valued and so important. And it, that's why I say it goes far beyond a dollar amount because you can serve without having to spend a dime. That's where organizations need the most, right? Like the actual help, your service. So I saw that a lot from my father. And I think um, one of the things we teach our girls is empowerment, uh, words of affirmation. You know, what are you telling yourself? And what are the people around you speaking into you? Every day till this day, um, if I answer the phone, my dad calls and I answer the phone, hey, princess, um, when I wake up, uh, just kind of waking up to him every day, um, really being able to, you know, just affectionate words, like always showing me love, but really giving me real, real advice as well. Um, and I think that it would be the simplest thing. Like I remember he'll say to me, like, you know, no decision is a, a, a bad decision. You just need to stand by the choices that you make. Um, and so, like, those little things go so far with a girl like me. Um, and I think he just always admired the woman I was going to meet, to be, and he really fostered that And by way of just his actions, right? He didn't have to always give me a talking to. I would see him every day, read his Bible, go to church, be so indebted in, in, and so disciplined in, in what he was doing. That that is when I, you know, really wanted to say, you know, I want to be like him in terms of being disciplined, in terms of really having structure. This man is always on time to everything and anything. It could be the smallest thing to the greatest thing. He's going to show up. He's going to be on time and you can count on him. And that's what I want people to say about me, right? Like, um, those are some of the consistent things I see in my father that, you know, when I look at men, um, it, where, by way of, you know, brothers that I have as well, like, or just men in my life, period, I really want to ensure that they're setting an example that is something to be admired, it's something to be well-respected, and that's something I can say deeply um, that my father has uh, been for the community, not just, like, his family, right, not just his children, but in the community, he's known as that person. And I think about, you know, the person I want to be for my community. I think about the person um, I am, you know, growing to be. And, and that's reminiscent of him. It's just simply in his actions and it's simply what he tells me. Um, and, and I walk with those things every day. So I, I leave with a certain confidence because I have a father that poured into me so deeply uh, in a spiritual, um, especially from a, a affectionate uh, affirmation perspective, really, really poured into me, not just kind of, Oh, you know, you're a beautiful girl, but like your soul is beautiful, right? Like, and let's pour into that. Let's work on that because that's what really matters. Um, and so those are the things that I carry with me every day. And I think, you know, just to answer your question, you know, that is, that is, you know, ultimately where a lot of it comes from. Wow. That is powerful. Wow. And Kanisha, and, and, and I, I wanted to say, uh, I've watched you, um, you know, share posts on social media. When you're speaking of that consistency, I, I think, we pretty much now can get an understanding because you work, if I'm correct, you're working in D.C., but you take the Amtrak into New York, <laughs> teach the class, go back, and this is your regular grind. Um, yes. And, 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 and you're to be commended for that. So so I, I, I want you to speak to the hearts of uh, those young girls that, you know, that, uh, our airways can touch to just uh, give them those simple nuggets of encouragement as well as that dad that don't know what to say to that young yeah. girl because there may be a disconnect. What would you say that that dad should or encourage his daughter to just stay on that path? Yeah. 
I think one of the best things that my father is really good at is listening, right? Like creating a space to listen to me, right? And and not pass judgment. judgment. Like he's so good at that. And that's so rare to, to just have someone <laughs> want to listen actively, right? Like being an active listener. And I think what I would stress to, and that's, I can only speak to what kind of has worked to our relationship because I watched a lot of TV um, growing up and I saw, I saw a good amount of shows that had like father daughter um, relationships. And I really like, I liked that so much that I would, you know, just spend more time with my dad because I thought it was on TV. These shows were like one-on-one or like a Moesha, for example. And so I, I noticed that and I was just like, well, I, I want to talk to my dad more. Right. So I would just, I actually took it upon myself to spend more time with him even though he was already spending enough time but I just wanted to like get a one-on-one with my father and so one of the things my dad used to do growing up is like drive us to school every day drive us to school pick us up that was a normal routine for like the I would say first 16 years of my life 17 years of my life Um, and so yeah he did it for all of us so it's, it's five of us in total but he did it for um me, my old, my older brother, and then my youngest sister, Kendra. And we go, we obviously are, are different in ages. So, um, you know, once one would go away to school, then the next one. You know what I mean? So that was an active thing my father did. And during those car rides is when we had our conversations. And I would say, you know, father, find a designated time. You know, what is that thing that you're doing with your children, right? Exclusive from each each children. So say if there's like multiple children in the house, what are you doing um, to particularly focus on that one child and then give this other child this time and this other child that time? Really designating time with each child um, and creating a moment and let it be consistent, right? I, I had every day with my father in the car for about 30 minutes. That was, a, that was the time it took for us to get to the train station. So think about what are those things that you can do with your daughter, your son, um, but, you know, really finding a way that designated time to talk to them, right? But not passing judgment. So whatever the conversation may be, maybe it's something you saw and you're not, you're nervous about it. They're just as nervous too, right? But if you bring it up in a way where you're not passing judgment and you're able to like slowly gauge and, and hear from them and just listen and not really react um, and be slow to respond, I think you'll find that they'll slowly start to want to come and speak to you more and more, spend more time with you, and really engage in conversation that leads to, like, fostering a really, really great relationship. So I think I would say, you know, find a dedicated time, create that space with with your daughter because she needs it. She wants to hear from you. And don't wait for other men to, you know, get in her ear. Like, be that first, right? Like, be that person that, that, be that, that person that is, hearing from her first, like hugging her first, kissing her forehead, you know, um, showing her that love that she um, should require, you know, from that person that will be in her life at some point, right? Like really ensuring that you're providing that dedicated space with your daughter. Like it's not enough just to simply, you know, see them go in and go out of the house, do their daily routine. And, you know, that that's not enough, right? It's an active fostering of a relationship. So I would say create space, dedicate the time, um, and do it consistently. Wow. Awesome. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, and I think the there was a part the... two to the question. I don't know if I answered it, but I hope I did. <laughs> you definitely did. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> With high quality, yes. You did. And 
initiatives and, and for those who uh, want to contact you and Black Girls Can, how do they do so and what's going on? Okay, sure. I'll start with what's going on. So Black Girls Can um, Incorporated is currently um, in Bronx Middle School um, as an enrichment program there, and so we run throughout the year. Um, we are also um, starting to establish a chapter-based uh, program initiative. So essentially, um, if you are in Arkansas and you want to start a Black Girls Can in Arkansas, you can actually um, uh be registered with the organization and start a chapter um, in your town or city. Um, it just needs to be approved. You have to go through the necessary paperwork, but that is also beginning to start. So we'll be national um, pretty, pretty soon. We're currently in New York and D.C., as I already stated, but we'll be rolling out a chapter-based initiative shortly. So it, depending on your city, we've gotten a lot of requests for this, and so volume's really being um, uh, taken an uptick, and so um, we're now moving towards a chapter-based organization. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, and then we also have an event. It's actually in D.C., um, so I'm not sure how many folks in D.C. are, um, are listening to this right now. But if you are, um, for um, high school and middle school girls, um, so 8th grade to 12th grade, um, we have an event with Microsoft um, where we'll be taking a number of girls to uh, the Microsoft D.C. office to not only get a tour but hear from STEM uh, stars at Microsoft. So these are um, the engineers, the coders, the developers at Microsoft, really creating that next big thing, right? Um, our girls will actually hear from them. And so that's through a panel discussion, and then we'll have lunch and really engage in an interactive STEM um, activity. And so that takes place on February 19th, um, and it's from 10.30 to 2 p.m., uh, at the Microsoft DC office, and you can register um, online with us by going to blackgirlscaninc.org. Again, our website is blackgirlscaninc.org, and then you can also follow us on Instagram. We have um, that's really where we post a lot of our events and registration and things like that. It really is first come, first serve. Um, so our Instagram is blackgirlscan, just as it uh, it sounds and just as it spells, no different there so black girls can on instagram and so you can follow us there for all of the latest events um and kind of what's going on with us so i think um that's what we really have going on right now it's an exciting time for the organization we're growing and we're excited about that so i'm so glad to share this platform to even speak to all this um so i appreciate it awesome well i, I only have one other question um Denise. when did you come in or developing black girls can here in atlanta <laughs> uh, I, would, I would love to. Um, so I've gotten a request about that too. So when we roll out the initiatives, you know, you'll you'll be put to work. We may have a workshop for uh, fathers, so we got to get that in the work. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mhm. <laughs> wow! 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 There's some things we have to talk about offline. It sounds like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got to get busy. We're growing. Yes. So um, the need is there, obviously. So we, we really yes. have to get moving, for sure. Well, we have we have three minutes left. Is there, is there anyone oh. that you would like to give a, 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 a howdy to, a shout-out to from black, uh, from your family or, or from um, uh, Black Girls Can? Um, sure. I mean, uh, my my family, of course, Dennis' family. Um, 
uh, Black Girls Can volunteers, uh, Black Girls Can staff. It really couldn't be possible without um, the staff to run the program. I, I thankfully don't have to take the train as much um, back and forth because we now have program staff, so Black Girls Can staff, volunteers, uh, the Black Girls Can team, right? It can't be done without um, family. It's a, really a family unit. So my mother, Kendra, my um, older sister, Kita, um, father. It's really a, a family business. Um, and then all my <laughs> volunteers and friends, right? It really couldn't be possible with a number of my friends, Ash, Naomi, um, et cetera, to really enhance our, let me um, enhance our programming. So they know who they are. I love them. Friends, family, um, Tara, team. Um, so, yeah, I hope I caught everyone. <laughs> and thank you yeah. to you. I just really want to express it. You guys have really been so influential um, just in starting this uh, program. I really had the help of um, you, again, Mr. Um, Jones, our brother. Yeah, to me, your yeah, Lamont, brother Lamont. But I say that again, and thank you so much, um, Bishop, for really um, extending this platform to us as well because, you know, it started with this conversation um, at PAL a couple years back, and here we are. So I really think that's a true testament to full circle and, you know, uh, everything being divine, like divine order. Um, so I, I just really express, you know, my gratitude to you all um, for this platform and what you're doing with fathers. I, I can't I can't say enough. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You need to be a regular. <laughs> uh, no, you have to have me back on. I would love to. I'm like, all right. Topics and stuff. Be, yeah. Be careful. Be careful. We be careful now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I'm ready. No worries. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to pray out real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the father daughter dance that leads to generational blessing. Uh, the, the connectivity that you have where. Uh, daughters choose the next uh, generation of fathers based on the consistency, the wisdom uh, that fathers and mentors have poured into them. Bless black girls can, because they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. I thank you, Lord, because you are furthering fathering. Um, you elevate fatherhood. You uh, empower family, and you enhance and connect a community through our five core principles, honor, encouragement, accountability, reconciliation, and training. We are so, so thankful and look forward to the connections and the things that will we'll come to as families grow closer together because of what is being done in the community. We love you and thank you. Until next week, take care. Mm-hmm. Peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you.